welcome to Best Fit Careers with your host Saurabh Nanda, your podcast for all the information that you need to solve your career and education queries. Hello everyone, I hope you are keeping safe and being healthy. Before we move into the episode content, I just wanted to share some wonderful news with you all. On 31st March 2022, I became the recipient of the National Level Josh Education Awards for the Best Initiative for Mental Health Awareness. These awards have been organized by the Danny Jackson Group. This was in recognition of my efforts in conducting more than 100 webinars on cyberbullying in 2020 and 2021 across various cities and schools in India and the Middle East. I wrote a few articles for the media as well on internet usage and safety. I also recorded a bunch of episodes on my other podcast, my first podcast, Such Conversations Matter, with psychologists such as Dr. Arti Anand, student counsellor Pallavi Khanna and psychometrician Dr. Itishri Mishra for creating awareness. This award has given me more energy to work towards mental health and hence I have started this new series called The Psychological Impact of Career Decisions. In this series, I will be sharing a few conversations that I've had with psychotherapists and coaches around the behavioral aspects of decision making, especially related to careers. This episode is the first in that series. Secondly, in the first week of April 2022, I was also onboarded as a mentor of change by the Government of India's Atal Innovation Mission, which is run by Niti Aayog. I joined some 5,000 plus mentors across the world trying to help school children, teachers and schools in India to facilitate innovation at school level. This was encouraged by my friend and colleague Mr. Kaushik Khanna who was also a guest on episode 3 of Best Fit Careers. Do check that episode as well. Now moving on to this episode. We often get tired when making a decision related to our careers. Am I good enough? Is this opportunity relevant for me? Should I get into academics or higher education? Or should I get some work experience first? Which companies and which job profiles are better? Will I get a raise this year? How can I calculate my career growth? Should I try going abroad? Where is my life headed? Should I get married now or later? If these are some of the questions that have tired you out, you are not alone. Let's try and understand some reasons why such tiredness, why such fatigue, why such exhaustion occurs due to career decisions. This episode contains a recording of an Instagram live that I did with Pallavi Puri, a counseling psychologist who has worked in the field of education and mental health for more than 12 years now. She has closely worked with young adults, teachers and parents throughout her professional life to induce an in-depth understanding of the causal relationship between self-regulation and mental hygiene. As the societal pressures increase in our already over-competitive world, Pallavi has assisted people of diverse age groups to acknowledge their own journey with better emotional, social and financial adjustments in place. As a digital nomad, She has also gained more interesting insights into the practical implications of the tools of psychotherapy in different social setups. Pallavi has worked uh, with schools such as um, Cambridge International and Heritage Experiential Schools. 
in Delhi NCR and Punjab. So, before we move on to the conversation that I had with Pallavi, uh, let me just give you a quick recap about what we discussed in the previous episode, which was about student mentorship with Vikrant. Now, we discussed how the best possible education doesn't really guarantee you success and happiness, and especially happiness in the long-term career aspects. Why? Because there are so many aspects which are missing from our formal education system today. There is a huge disconnect between uh, high school education and university education. Students who pass out from high school, um, considering that they have achieved certain kind of success, the universities have completely different criteria of measuring and evaluating candidature for, for the seats that they're offering. Then, once you get into a university and complete your university education, there is a huge disconnect between that and employability. Because most of the things that you are studying in college today, majority of those uh, skills and knowledge and all the other aspects around it will not be used in the job that you're going for. So there is a huge skill gap. And these skills are not something that you can always be able to learn on your own because there is a lack of self-assessment as well. So what is the solution? We discussed that mentorship is the right solution for such a thing. We discussed that mentorship can be the right solution for uh, such a problem that most students in schools and colleges are facing today. A mentor not only helps you assess what skills you're lacking, but at the same time is able to connect you with the right opportunities, the right activities, um, the right profile building and CV enhancing uh, work and exercises that you need to do in order to be employable and more importantly, happy in whatever you do. We also discuss a bunch of nuances of mentorship, talking about various aspects, primarily in three areas, uh, standardized testing, we talked about CV enhancing activities, communication skills, 21st century skills, and also a unique identifier, a research project, a capstone project, which uh, sets you apart from the rest of the herd. Please check out this uh, episode. It was a very important uh, episode where Vikrant sir and I discussed the same thing. Vikrant sir comes from uh, the best management education that India has to provide. And uh, he talks about how even that was lacking. A quick commercial break before we continue. Confused about your career and education journey? Get yourself assessed from SN Mentors. At SN Mentoring, we assess all the aspects of your profile, including your personality, aptitude, interests, education, and work experience background. We use our unique personal factor assessment to help you find your best fit career pathway. This assessment will answer all your queries and provide you a clear pathway ahead. At SN Mentoring, all our clients become our friends for life. So join our community. Now, moving on to the conversation with Pallavi. Hi, everyone. Welcome. So, I am Pallavi, and uh, I am a psychologist and an educator, as well as uh, I've been a school counselor in the past. And I'm also a therapist. I'm currently working as a therapist, mainly. Recently, when I watched this uh, series on Netflix, Alma Matters, it, recent, it, it just immediately connected me to my past experiences with my students whom I used to counsel in regards to um, their education decisions or decisions uh, 
about their careers or which stream to select after 10th and what to do after 12th grade. So, I mean, all of that uh, we wanted to discuss and obviously uh, Saurabh being a career mentor is, is a better guide to how, how the problems are or what the solutions can be. So, uh, regarding the uh, issue at hand, the careers and uh, how decision making kind of uh, becomes a problem for students because they're so young, they don't really know, uh, have an exposure about what, what are the final goals that they are, I mean, what's going to be the job profile of the goals that they have defined for themselves. So uh, sort of what kind of issues generally pop up to you when students approach you with confusion about their career? Right. So a lot of issues, actually. I mean, it's, it's not uh, something most of the time that uh, students and uh, young professionals who approach me, uh, they do have uh, questions related to career, their education goals right now and higher education uh, goals, probably, or changing their jobs or whatever. But when we dig deeper, uh, we see in a lot of cases that uh, the problems are not really career related also. Sometimes it is just um, lack of clarity for making decisions because of various reasons, which doesn't allow them to choose the right career in the right time, choose the right pathway, apply in the right uh, way, or just perform better in, in whatever they're doing. And I think it also means that sometimes they just take impulsive decisions or, you know, uh, just keep delaying decision making because it doesn't really, uh, I mean, they've not come to a conclusion. And what generally lacks is a proper understanding of yourself. So sometimes, you know, when students come to me from 10th, used to come to me as well from 10th or let's say 9th grade to 12th grade, Generally, they come with problems of severe headache without a medical reason or, you know, digestive problems or they're, they're not sleeping well, you see. So all of these issues are just on the surface, you know. When we go deeper into it, we realize that probably, you know, they're not able to help themselves because they don't really have the right kind of time, the quality time that they need to understand their skill sets or, or to understand their interests or to actually understand the... Um, kind of career decisions that they're making, what they're, what are those going to lead them to? Like, um, I, I remember there was this uh, person, a, a child who came to me and he was really confused about what, what to do next because he was probably excelling at all the subjects and he was really good with all the co-curricular activities. So that kind of put him under a pressure uh, from the society to excel. You know, and that kind of pressure just took away his uh, interest to come to a decision, let's say. I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you also meet a lot of students who are confused because of the same reasons, uh, you know, where, where they lack self-esteem and they're just second-guessing themselves to, to come to a decision about what to do. True. In fact, once that pressure comes in, as you talked about, uh, to perform well, to excel in any field, uh, and everyone is telling them that this is what you have to do, directly or indirectly, what happens is a lot of students, they just start thinking um, that I have to do this now and I have to do it really, really well. I cannot escape this, which leads to a lot of procrastination, right, as you mentioned. And that procrastination leads them in a direction and takes so much time away from them that they... Uh, reach the deadline very close when whatever they have to do they reach the deadline and then <laughs> at that moment uh, their decision seems very impulsive at that moment their decision seems not well thought out 
I, I think it's also a lack of uh, support that they get from the teachers or parents and that kind of adds up to the pressure that you have to do this because my parents' expectations are on me or my teachers are expecting me to go in a certain direction. You know, it's also the kind of feedback that they get from others. Absolutely. See, expectations uh, are of two kinds um, for most career decisions. It is uh, the expectations coming externally. Um, like in a lot of uh, major cities in India and a lot of uh, expensive schools in India, the expectations from parents and teachers are lesser. Um, but in smaller cities or in other average schools, uh, you will see that the expectations of teachers and parents are more. Then the other kind of expectation is internal. So when there is lack of external expectation, um, there's a lot of internal expectation which is built up. And that just forces them to overanalyze uh, and not focus on things at hand and, and all the associated things. So that just adds on to so much fatigue, leading to so many other symptoms as well. And sometimes uh, what I've also observed is that they, you know, just uh, have a bias against certain subjects. Like I remember when I was, um, I had cleared my 10th and, uh, you know, the time gap between 10th, uh, finishing 10th grade and starting with 11th grade is so little that you really cannot decide what you want to do. But I remember that within that time frame, we were supposed to make a huge decision, especially with regards to the stream that we choose. I mean, so, so that's where if, if you know there's a bias against humanities because humanities can lead you to becoming a, a bureaucrat as well but because of the stigma that we attach to different streams or or the expectations that we have from uh, the students indulging in different streams that kind of emerges as one of the most common mental blocks that i've seen absolutely um see again all these symptoms or all these blocks they have uh, a common thread coming down to some very basic root uh, problems, right? If you do a detailed root cause analysis of this, you will find that um, when you say, I have lack of time, I, I don't know what to do, uh, I, I can't, uh, you know, uh, make the right decisions, choose what is appropriate, what is not appropriate. There's a lot of FOMO involved. If my friend is taking tuitions, I need to take tuitions also, even if you don't need it. I mean, I've met so many students and uh, so many uh, yeah so many students only who have been taking tuitions just for the sake of it and then they say i don't have enough time to work on the research project that you're suggesting and i said okay why are you taking tuitions for uh, subjects which you're actually good at and you don't need them and then they say i don't know how to study without the tuitions so those basic skills self study if you've not understood that uh, or enabled that within yourself when you were younger then obviously this is going to lead to decision making problems so how do you tackle uh, these problems with the students i mean my idea always used to be to develop an insight with them about what are their interests so i would usually suggest a swot analysis for the first thing where you know they measure their or, or they just note down their strengths weaknesses and what are the opportunities that they can come up with based on those strengths and weaknesses or you know what are the threats that they feel uh, within the environment or within themselves, the challenges that they have to deal with. So, I mean, that that used to be my way of uh, going along with it, an introspection kind of thing. Uh, how about you? I mean, how, how would you um, develop that within them? Like, Yeah, um, you're right. See, just yesterday I was talking, uh, I, I did uh, two separate counselings and in both the counselling sessions, you know, um, the, the problem was similar. Um, 
the student was sitting uh, with the mom and um, and the, I, I clearly told them, see, self-analysis is something that we are going to focus on. And, uh, you know, there, there's this nod that you get. You keep on getting that nod from the from uh, the student. And once I was just explaining his own personality to him, he, he, he was like, yes, yes, this happens to me. This happens to me quite a bit. So that self-analysis is always an, always going to be an echo of what a, a professional will be telling you. And if that echo matches that self-analysis, uh, SWOT or any other model that you want to use will work. At the same time, when the mother is sitting, at the same time, when the mother is sitting there uh, before beginning the conversation, um, I just tell the mother uh, or the father, something, both of them are there, that nobody knows your child better than you. Nobody knows your child better than you. So if there is some observation that I am missing out, please fill in that gap because sometimes there is just lack of communication between the child and the parents itself. And towards the end of the session, yeah, the parents usually say that I know all these things, but uh, but my child doesn't really listen to me because uh, they basically take parents for granted because that is just how the age is, right? I mean, what are some of the assessment tools? Um, any, any, any personality assessment, um, the basic ones, all right, free ones, they work. The thing with assessments is only assessment alone will never work. You need somebody else to make sense of that assessment, interpret it. So Pallavi, you know, you, you have done thousands of them. Yes, you have done thousands of them. You know that even if the report is quite basic, you will be able to extrapolate those understandings, ask some you know, questions that you need to and, you know, make them understand. So tools are tools. They need to be used well. Somebody who needs to use them, that is the missing piece. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree because you can do an interest uh, scale on the student or you can do an aptitude test, you can do an IQ test. But as long as, you know, they don't understand that it's just 25% skill and 75% will when it comes to making a good career, a successful career. As long as they don't understand that or they don't follow their heart or, or let's say they, they're not internally motivated, like you said before, it's not going to really last long. And then, you know, after about a decade or so being in the same career, they wouldn't think about switching careers. And, and that's obviously going to lead to a lot of nervousness because initially the decision was fear based. And it's, of course, uh, going to lead to that kind of anxiety. So we had this uh, question as well in the chat box. I'm, I'm just reading a little bit of it, where somebody was asking me how to deal with the anxiety or the nervousness uh, with with making a career switch later in life. Uh, what what are your recommendations? All right, that's that's a very important question. Now, uh, see, nervousness, where does it come from? You need to understand that. Nervousness, anxiety, mostly in students, um, unless and until there is some other psychological aspect or nurturance-based aspect, which doesn't exist in most cases. Mostly for students, nervousness will come from lack of preparation. When you're not prepared for making that decision, when you're not prepared to enter into the exam hall, when you're not prepared for that interview, when you're not prepared um, to choose the program that you want to go for. Why? Because there is lack of preparedness. You might have spent thousands of hours in, in uh, searching for information. Is that information relevant or not? That is up to you. So another student I recently met, he would just play games because everyone else is playing games, even though he doesn't enjoy playing games. Yeah. And I said, okay, so why did you uh, leave the community-based games like Fortnite and all these things? He said, I got, I got bored out of them. Now I only play single-player games. So I said, okay, so playing games is 
kind of escapism for you it is not even working as an escape for you you need to put your mind to productive things where your mind actually enjoys it because a lot of students are like that they are extremely curious they're like sponges they want to use their brain power they want to use this extensive organ that they have but they are under peer pressure as you rightly said and i also feel that when it uh, when it comes to a career switch uh, particularly you know because you're old enough to understand that it is coming from the fear of uh, making a change making such a huge change in your life so what what the first thing i would suggest is taking a break creating that space to make a decision uh, you know sometimes just understanding that what are the things you don't want to do can lead to you, you to the right path or or the things that you actually want to do so you know downsizing on your options can lead to better decisions and it can help you feel less exhausted or less confused when you're taking those decisions no absolutely true uh, pallavi i think uh, you're spot on in fact i wanted to ask you something um, when when these students come in um, if uh, and and with a lot of uh, you know uh, issues like anxiety and related issues um how many times uh, do you think what is the percentage or the ratio where the problems are actually related to uh, you know a problem in career decision making but related to something else altogether well i wouldn't put a number or a percentage to it because i don't have any research to back that up but i would say often the anxiety is because of the circumstances around you that you know the environment that you are living in the kind of pressure it builds on you uh, the pressure of expectations or the pressure to deliver you know those kind of things just weigh you down and those are probably one of the major factors that i've seen in cases of uh, general anxiety or even if i talk about depression to some extent when unhappiness definitely comes from unsatisfaction in one area or more in your life true so true so many students approach me um when they want to change their environment actually they don't like the school that they're in they they don't like uh the friends that they have right now uh or peers not friends actually uh or they they don't like the city that they're living in they don't like the country that they're living in and their entire purpose is to get away from it however possible escapism like you said yeah it it can be escapism and they don't really care about what career they're going to go into i mean what they don't realize is you spend around what 20000 hours in your high school and college yeah and around 80000 plus hours for your career and for those 80000 hours you're not even making the right choice you just wanted to escape the 20000 hours that you're spending at high school and college which doesn't make sense so i think uh, just just uh, to wrap it all up i believe it's difficult to take decisions and uh, the decisions that are going to define how the rest of the uh, rest of your life is going to shape up but of course because life is all about moving on and getting on with things uh, the, these are also the decisions that are very important so to have a healthier way to deal with what's uh, the conflict within or what's uh, how the situation is outside um, if if you're struggling with any of this i mean sn mentoring uh, you can follow the page saurabh nanda is at uh, or you know you can go to his website and uh, probably if you feel that more of the reasons are not based on lack of information but lack of insight uh, you can definitely drop in a dm on my page right here thanks saurabh Thank you so much Pallavi for uh, having this. 
All right, all right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with uh, Pallavi where we discussed quite a bit about career exhaustion and you can definitely get in touch with us if you are having similar questions or concerns. Moving on to the favorite part, my favorite part of the uh, episode which is listener questions. First question, how do you know which decision is the perfect decision for you? Hmm. Amrit Pal from Chandigarh is asking this question. Hi, Amrit Pal. Thank you so much for asking that question. How will you know the best decision is the perfect decision for you? You will never know. There is no decision which is perfect. You cannot assume any decision to be perfect for you because circumstances change, choices change, and your own aspirations will change. There are two aspects to any decision-making process. One is related to your internal system, I would say, uh, your internal level of awareness, wherein you understand yourself, you understand what things work for you, where you're good at, what you enjoy doing, and so on. And then there is the other set of, uh, you know, factors, which are, which I think are called the, uh, can be called the external set uh, as well, wherein you need to understand which jobs are available, which which place, uh, you know, you want to go for, uh, how much money is in question over here, which skills are needed, uh, what is the future outlook of such jobs, and so on. So, will there be a perfect decision? No. Actually, there can be a perfect decision, but that perfect decision will lead you to a career path which will help you in achieving the maximum uh, happiness, productivity, whatever you want to call it, it will be good for you. You will be able to shift directions whenever you want to in that career path. Now, that is, can be a perfect decision. But is the career path a straight line? No, it's not a straight line. It is a very long, meandering line which will take you to multiple places. There will be a lot of learnings, ups and downs and so on. But that exactly is life. People think career is a destination. Career is not a destination. Career is a journey, a journey you should enjoy, a journey which should make you a better human being. All right, next question. Where can I find a method to measure my career success? Hmm, very interesting. This is asked by Bani Bikash from Budwan. So Bani, um, it's not easy to measure career success. You know why? Because success can be defined in so many ways. And how can we define success? Well, success is according to me, and I think that is a more holistic uh, definition uh, than just what everyone thinks about. Most people uh, equate success with the money you're earning, the job that you have, the uh, maybe the business that you're trying to run, uh, the brands that you're working with and all that. That is, yes, that is a small part of success, but that's not really success. Because if everyone, uh, you know, wants to work with the best brand, let's say Amazon, but not everyone in the world is working with Amazon, is it, right? So that cannot be the only uh, brand that you can work with and still achieve success, according to your definition. Success means that you are able to find happiness in the work. You don't feel tired. You don't regret the decisions that you make. You have a good team uh, that you can work with. Uh, you are constantly challenging yourself in the field that you want to grow you have enough flexibility to shift careers to shift directions um, almost uh, at, at the time that you want or at least you can work towards shifting you should have that flexibility if you have these aspects then your career is successful but 
the i don't think there is a scale which exists today which takes care of all these aspects so how can we do that how can we measure a career success then well the simplest way is you talk to a career consultant you talk to a career mentor and once you tell them about all the details of your career you will be able to see that whether your career is going towards the right direction or not whether you are happy in what you're doing or not and that should be the measure that should be the true measure of your career success next question how to know which skills and careers will be needed in the future zubi kurian from hyderabad thank you zubi for that question very important question now um we cannot know the future nobody can know the future but there are patterns that you can still recognize for example you know i was talking to uh, dr raman kayatri who is uh, one of the foremost authorities on uh, you know technical products and uh, building teams around technical products and he said that the half life of technology is two and a half years which means that whatever programming language that you're learning today uh, it will probably be obsolete uh, by the next uh, in the next 5 years if not obsolete it will be replaced by uh, other uh, programming languages which become more popular so which skills do you need in the next 5 years you should develop skills wherein you are able to switch from the current programming language that you're using to a programming language that will be available in the future this is a hypothetical example for people who are into programming and coding and they are software developers similarly for other technologies as well whatever domain you are in you should keep abreast with um reports and uh, news from uh, various consultancy organizations uh, such as uh, pricewaterhousecoopers mckinsey harvard business review world economic forum uh, and a lot of experts such as bill gates uh, and uh, you know others in their respective domains you will know where where the industry is headed mostly you need to understand that the future of jobs uh, is in three major areas and i've been talking about this since 2019 the first area is if you go digital if you are able to develop um expertise in any domain and use technology to enhance that domain your future is secure secondly go human now if everything is going to be done by programs and machines and automation and what not ai uh, then what will humans do humans will do what hu- only humans can do what humans do best that is help other human beings so careers like counseling nurturing wellness coaching uh, therapy and so on uh you can see that uh, so many people are getting involved in that and there is more and more awareness of such things we need more of uh you know human beings who are service providers in the future who can help other human beings um in their daily lives making their lives better and in turn making their lives happier so whether it is nutrition exercise mental health wellness or any other aspect performance you name it human beings should be involved in that the third area where the future of jobs lies is if you can bridge the gap between technology and humans if you are somebody who understands both side of the aspects and are able to create uh, solutions using technology which can be used by more and more human beings scaling the uh, you know expertise of a single human being for example if you know some nutritionist or a gym trainer who's excellent but that gym trainer has only limited amount of time 
to be able to you know give to clients so they can only be very few clients who can take advantage from it but if that trainer goes on youtube and start sharing his knowledge it will not have the same effect as in person training but still his knowledge is being uh, you know distributed to so many other people as well so that is just one example of how we can scale human expertise using technology so if you are in that field if you are in that zone where you can connect humans with technology and make lives better the future is wonderful for you thank you so much for these questions quite insightful today there is no exact formula for success you know why because success is subjective and doesn't have a formula which can lead you to a perfect thing called success however there are certain ingredients to it hard work constant learning networking a bit of luck and a few more but which direction should you move into which change should you include in your life now these are the questions which trouble us the most but ironically we spend the least amount of time on these questions instead we keep asking the short term questions which mostly lead to more confusion and more negative feelings in the long term find your direction and please understand that as a human being you're not supposed to find that direction alone once you find the direction everything else will happen on its own thank you for listening to the best fit careers podcast we would love to hear from you so please provide your comments feedback and questions to us through email or messages on our social media please subscribe to us and like our episodes if you found value in them and share them with others who may benefit from this information best fit careers has been designed to provide you the best information possible to solve your career queries this podcast is the culmination of years of experience and thousands of hours of counseling research and guidance sessions please find more amazing information at the sn mentoring online publication see you in the next episode happy careers to you